you guys can be seated. So, <laughs> good to see you all this morning. Even though we're short an hour, we'll be we'll be better by noon. Maybe we'll we'll be all right. I really felt that missing hour this morning, but anyway. So this morning I'm here to bring you just a thought, and uh, I'm going to start by reading uh, Jeremiah 29:11, which. I think it's familiar to many people. But Jeremiah says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a bright hope. Now this verse and many others in Scripture tell us about the plan that, God's had, that God has for us. And God's been planning for us, can I say, from the get-go. <laughs> he really has. Uh, he planned that garden, everything about that he planned so that man would be provided for it and so on. And even since the fall, he's been planning. God is a planner. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I am not. I am becoming a planner. <laughs> Steve is relieved that I added that part, right? <laughs> I am becoming a planner. I'm, I'm seeing the necessity of planning. Let me put it that way. Um, and so God has made plans for us. And again, many, many scriptures tell us that. And God is not one whose plan stays in his head. You know, some of us have intentions. We've heard those famous quotes about intentions. And those intentions never go in, fall into action. They just stay in our mind. They're thoughts. And so God is not like that. When he plans, he follows through. And so, I mean, he, he did so um, in coming in the flesh. That was part of the plan. Way before it ever happened, that was part of the plan. He did so by dying on Calvary, you know, though, though the disciples said, hey, you know, what I mean, we, you know, does this have to be? And, and, and God said, hey, get behind me. Say, this is my mission. You know, nothing's going to get in my way of fulfilling my plan. There was a goal at the end that was very important and nothing was going to deter him from that plan. Uh, he offered us forgiveness of sins that we would repent. That was part of the plan. Let's make a way for this simple people that they can be clean, that they can partake of me. Uh, he promised that he would wash away our sins in baptism. He's made that possible through the shedding of his blood. And I'm talking about plans that God had long before they were ever rolled out on that day of Pentecost, so to speak. Um, he promised us that he would give us his spirit that would empower us to be witnesses, that would guide us and lead us through this life. He promised that God delivers on his promises. And all of that God did so he can fulfill that, what he said in Jeremiah, that uh, he can save us from disaster, that he can give us a bright future and a hope. And, and that's part of his plan. Now, I have a question for you, but I'm going to preface that plan. I'm going to preface my question with, uh, with, this, with this text. Go to Luke 20, uh, 14. Now, this is Jesus talking to a large crowd. And it says, a large crowd of, uh, was following Jesus, and he turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple... You must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father and your mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. Now, here's where we get to the planning, right? Jesus is planning. My question to you is, are you planning? So, don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there was enough money to finish it? 
Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started the, that building and couldn't afford to finish it. That's pretty rough, right? Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against them? If he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss the terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I've made a plan for you, right? I've made plans to save you. Have you made plans to be saved? In other words, obstacles are always going to come our way, right? Just as they came across Jesus' path, they're going to come our way. Some of you have been in this church a long time or who have been in the church a long time, and you've overcome many obstacles that have came your way. Some of those same obstacles have come before others, and they went, oh, I'm done. Right? You know, I'm done. I can't take that. And so Jesus knew, he knew that, that things are going to come our way. I'm, not, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? All of you have lived long enough. Maybe some of the little ones have it, but th things are going to come. Are you that kind of person that everything that comes your way throws you off? You know, any little bump in the road in the morning, you know, makes you late for work, you know. That means you didn't plan for that bump in the road, right? You know, you didn't leave enough room in there. I'm just talking about everyday things that we face uh, that get us off. Uh, when you become Christians, you know that I call it, I say this all the time, the devil ups the ante. You got that, that target on you. Oh, I'm going to make it my business to stop him. I'm going to make it my business to stop her. And so Jesus knew that. He goes, count up the cost. Think about what's entailed uh, if you want to be my disciples. Uh, have you considered what it takes? What are you going to do if the people you love the most turn against you? He talked about that, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers. You know, it can happen. Some of, some, some of them have happened to us. The family thinks you're crazy. When you turn to Jesus and they turn away from you, what are you going to do? Are you going to let that deter you? Are you going to let that turn you around? What about when your own flesh wants his way? All right? I don't want to do what Jesus says. I want to do what I say. Are you going to turn away? And we can go on and on with the, with the different obstacles that come our way. When your faith is tested, are you going to get discouraged and walk away? Anybody's faith ever been tested in here? Every hand should be up. Y'all kidding yourselves, right? A absolutely. Yeah. Right. Have you strategized for success? Right? If this happens, I'm going to do that. When this happens, I'm going to do that. You got to think ahead. Right? You got to plan. Jesus, have you counted up the cost? What about when the battle's hot? He talked about that enemy, uh, that, that king who counted up the battle. What about when the battle's hot? It might have been a hot battle, spiritual battle, where the devil was just, just manhandling you, and you thought you weren't going to make it through this thing, right? Have you made up your mind ahead of time, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, I'm going to stick with Jesus, right? This, this too shall pass. So my question to you is, obstacles will come. But do you have a plan? Have you planned? Have you thought it through? Benjamin Franklin shared God's sentiments in this famous quote that we, we, that's, that's pretty popular to all of us. It says, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. We've all heard that in every, you know, inspirational meeting, whatever, that, that's a part. Yeah, if you don't plan, good chances you're going to fail. And that's just a thought. I didn't mean to leave you on that negative note, but it is. 